So when the babysitter looked more closely at the kids, she saw that they had no faces. Oh my gosh. Just a pool of mushy goo. Like SpaghettiOs? SpaghettiOs with meat. Mmm, sounds like the perfect meal. Well, you listen to this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. <laughs> Retro Rewind Podcast initialized. Mission identified. Adventures in Babysitting, 1987. Co-hosts online. Auditory analysis online. Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we rewind back to movies and video games from 15 or more years ago, so that we can let you know whether they're still worth revisiting today. You can find the show notes for this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 97. There you can leave a comment on the episode. You can find links to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And you can also find links to support the podcast in Patreon and PayPal. Speaking of which, for this episode, our reflux capacitor was given a tune-up a tune-up by Odin's son himself. Thanks to our patrons, Brian Keating, Deborah Powers, Jared Holsauer, Chris Cowan, and a secret patron as well. Thank you all so much for your support. And uh, if you are not one of our patrons, consider supporting us so that we can get to our first girl goal of having all our web hosting and media hosting covered by you, our awesome patrons. You may be wondering who I am, though. Who are you? <laughs> My name is Francisco Ruiz. I'm a dad designer, and I'm disappointed with Daryl's drivel. But I predicted that Adventures in Babysitting would be a nostalgic movie. And I am joined, as always, by my good friend, co-host, um, I, I think he babysat at one point, Yeah, Paul, the master interrupter, Powers. Hi, Paul. Many times. Not as many times I interrupt, but... <laughs> <laughs> That'd be... Yeah, you would have time for nothing else but babysitting if that were the case. Yeah. Uh, Paul, my trivial question for you is... Sarah's love of Marvel Comics mirrors director Chris Columbus's who wanted to be a comic book artist for Marvel at one point, but nice. decided against it because it's an isolating existence and he preferred to work with people. Paul, why aren't you illustrating comics right now? <laughs> um, that's because it's not guaranteed. Like it's uh, uh... Well, nothing's guaranteed, Paul. Well, no, but it's it's a very unstable career as uh, okay. far as um, being paid consistently and mm-hmm. paying bills consistently. Mm. Uh, usually, the top level people get paid more consistently. Sure, and uh, I it's just a lot to uh, I guess worry about. Mm-hmm. So, understandable. It, it it scared me. That part scared me off. Gotcha. But that was my goal for the longest time. And that's that's what your degree is in, right? Illustration? Yeah, and, and drawing, drawing itself. Yeah. Specifically, I was doing that to draw comics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. Um, what do you do now, Paul? I don't think I've asked you that in a while. Uh, I work in the healthcare industry for health insurance. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, thanks for keeping me healthy, maybe? Yeah. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> Oh, wow. Uh, and Paul, what was your prediction for Adventures in Babysitting? I also predicted nostalgic for this movie. Okay, interesting. And uh, this time we are joined, uh, not once again, but 
we have another new guest host we'd like to welcome to the show. He's the co-host of the Feelin' Film Podcast. Uh, well, we'd like to welcome Patrick Hicks to the show. Hi, Patrick. Hey, what's up, everybody? What's up with you? Um, I think he's recording a podcast with us. <laughs> well, <laughs> but everybody else isn't, so my, my question is still valid. What's up? Exactly. <laughs> right. um, Patrick, I have a few more questions for you since you're okay. new. Uh, first off, what do you do for a living, and what is your favorite movie genre? I, uh, I am an e-learning developer. I basically work in designing online education, particularly for the, uh, the military Oh, nice clientele. Mm-hmm. So I get to uh, I get to make stuff look pretty for the boys and girls in camouflage. So when they when they learn how to fly a plane, mm-hmm. hopefully they get to get the best information that looks the best and communicates the best. Oh, and sweet, interesting. Yeah, very nice. And my favorite movie genre is probably sci-fi. And nice. sometimes it gets lumped into fantasy, but it's strictly more on the sci-fi side. In fact, I'm less inclined to be a fantasy guy. I'm more into mm-hmm. the cerebral kind of uh, Deus Machina type stuff, kind of questioning humanity mixed in with like your Star Trek type philosophy, oh, okay. that kind of stuff. So, nice. Yeah. Very Anything cool. related to sci-fi, I'm down with. Nice. All right. And uh, my trivial question for you, Patrick, is thus. Right before shooting a scene in which the group runs through a dirty, trash-filled alley, the Toronto Sanitation Department came by and cleaned it up. So the crew Uh, had to dig through local dumpsters for more trash. (laughs) Patrick, have you ever had to dig through the trash for something you lost? (laughs) Or accidentally threw away, I should say. Um, Let me think. I... I want to say I lost my class ring in the garbage. I was taking out the trash. Mm. Didn't realize that it had fallen off until like midnight that night. And I was like, the trash is going out the next day. So Uh I had to sneak out of the house and kind of just crumple through with my flashlight. And I I eventually found it. It wasn't too far in. Oh, good. It was lumped in with some old meat and uh, yeah. banana peels and, you know. SpaghettiOs with meat? Yes. Yeah, oh, there we go. <laughs> SpaghettiOs with meat. <laughs> well, I'm glad you found it. And it wasn't your wedding ring. That would beefy. be yes, more. No, no. Uh, <laughs> beefy. Um, and finally, Patrick, what was your prediction for Adventures in Babysitting? Like both of you guys, I predicted that it would be nostalgic. All righty. Interesting. So we're going to get this uh, round table on the on the road no that doesn't work that way but it's rolling since it's a round table can you get it rolling you think you think you would um but uh it I seems like that analogy <laughs> maybe not stamped copyrighted <laughs> boom we're still we still need to get our support from uh, round table pizza that would be nice uh, but before we talk about this movie and whether it turned out to be a nostalgic or not, Paul, will you please enter the course for Alice? Sure, Alice. Let's have a roundtable discussion on adventures of babysitting and then come back for uh, some uh, games and feedbacks and announcements. And new tubes as well. Well, that's part of the games, no? We can make that into a game, no? Okay. <laughs> What's your new tube? Here's 20 questions. No! Alert! Alert! Target located. Spoilers incoming. Engaging retro rewind reactor. 
Chris is in charge. The parents have left. Chris can handle it. And the adventure is about to begin. Hey, I like danger. Babysitting. You could say they were having a bad night if they weren't having such a good time. He must be a great babysitter. Adventures in Babysitting, rated PG-13. Starts Wednesday, July 1st at a theater near you. Check newspaper. Wow, it's PG-13. I'm surprised. And check those there's pics. A lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of punching. I forgot how much punching there was <laughs> until they sequentially put that in the trailer. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, they, she must be a great babysitter, but did we have great memories of this movie? Well, let's find out in our memory mind melt synopsis. I remember when Brad gets mad at his sister for using his clear sill on her picture of Thor and says, Thor's a homo. <laughs> that comes back to bite him. Elizabeth Shue, who is a college student, is hired for babysitting a bunch of kids, including a couple of them who seem too old to be babysat, like a teenage boy, and then there is his sister, Thor. The kids convince the sitter to take them to Chicago, but they lose their car. I remember when Brenda tries to buy a hot dog from the hot dog vendor with a third-party check, and she says, I don't have any cash. Then he responds with, then I don't have a wiener. Uh, the group goes out and sing at a blues bar, and after finding love, much to the teenage boy's chagrin, Elizabeth recovers car, which is repaired by a Thor lookalike. I remember the whole sequence when Chris and the gang are getting home, and she does this rapid cleanup of the house. I always envied her ability to clean that fast. Ha ha ha. And everyone is safe. Uh, that was... I mean, that's kind of close. Uh, she wasn't a college student, though. She was still in high school. Uh, mm -hmm. So in that case, we were incepted. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, not technically completely right. But, Paul, uh, what were the technicals behind the production of this film? All right. Adventures in Babysitting is, uh, runs... Uh, 145 minutes, and it came out as a TV movie on June 17th, 19, or 2016. It was directed by John Schultz and stars Every time, a bunch Paul, of really? Disney tweens oh that you probably... <laughs> okay, can I we... I think we're talking... I have not seen it. I It did not look at all you know appealing what? to me. It didn't to me either until I saw this movie. And then, well, we'll get into that later. <laughs> Whoa. A little hashtag, foreshadowing. <laughs> hashtag AIB, real AIB right there. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, the, there you go. Tweets, nice. Real AIB. <laughs> Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, you want to talk about the 1987 version? Preferably. Right? <laughs> that's okay. the one I'm prepped for. All right. That's rated PG-13. It runs 142 minutes, came out in July 3rd of 1987. So it's a 4th of July movie. Oh, nice. It's directed by Chris Columbus and stars Elizabeth Shue, Mia Bruton, Keith Coogan, Anthony Rapp. There's even a little uh, Vincent D'Ofrio. D'Ofrio. I don't think that's... Oh, well, Vincent... It's anyway. D'Ofrio. D'Ofrio? Oh There's no N... D apostrophe O N O Frio D O no Frio. There's probably anyway. the letter N in there instead of the apostrophe, like in feeling film, you know, or a G. It's probably there, a G. There's there. an, 
Oh, maybe. Instead of the podcast. Don't want to forget. Let's move on. Continue, Paul. Any other people Uh, in this movie that we should know about? No, you can. We'll stick with that for now. Oh, okay. Well, if you. We've. We've actually covered movies that have uh, that have been directed and or starred several of these other people or several of these people Paul has mentioned. For instance, uh, Chris Columbus also directed Home Alone, which we covered back in RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 71. Elizabeth Shue was in Back to the Future 2, uh, which was slash 74, and Back to the Future 3 slash 77, as well as The Karate Kid, uh, which was slash 20. Uh, Maya Bruton, who is Sarah in this Adventures of Babysane, um, was also in Back to the Future, the original, as Sally Baines. I think that's the her uh, sister, right? Uh, it's the younger one. The younger sister, next yeah. to Wonder Years' brother yeah, kid. Who yeah, who says, wow, you must be rich. She's the, the this, younger sister yeah, that he yeah. looks at when he says that. Uh, so that was uh, Back to the Future was slash 70. And then Anthony Rapp, who played Daryl in this movie, was uh, played Tony in Twister, which I don't recall him at all. But <laughs> uh, we covered Twister in Slash Fifty Eight. Well, there you go. There you go. Anything else about this movie, Paul? Oh, sure. Uh, the budget of this film was about seven million dollars and went on to gross uh, about thirty-five million dollars. Oh wow! Well done. In theaters. Yes, that's what I figured you meant. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> That's a lot of babysitting money right there. Oh, Honor. yes, indeed. Uh, let's see. So thank you, Paul. And let's talk about the things we really liked about this movie. And we like to start with our guest host, Patrick. What's one thing you liked about Adventures in Babysitting? Um, well, this wasn't the first thing that stood out, but it's the first thing that comes to mind. I love the soundtrack. I love the fact that when we get right into... <laughs> the movie we've got and then he kissed me that i heart elizabeth shoe is lip syncing and then he kissed me <laughs> and i remember um because they played it at the end of the movie too and mm-hmm. nice she, bookend uh, when she's you know making out with uh, a, a local little rock boy by the way little rock arkansas boy. oh oh yeah not paul rudd right not Paul, <laughs> not Paul Rudd, exactly. It's the same guy who gets the girl at the end of, uh, of in the movie, uh, what is it, Father of the Bride. Yes, yes, that's yeah. him, yes. Yeah. Uh, I, went to, I went to the same high school as he did. He that's was there before, cool. Before me, but, so I have, I have an indirect connection with him. Nice. <laughs> but I, I, remember, I, I remember hearing that song, and, I'm, and like, I guess when it came on the first time, I thought I heard about the time that... Bradley Whitford's character pulls up in his so cool Corvette. It sounded mm-hmm. like a horn honking. And mm-hmm. I was like, why is he honking at her? But then I listened to it at the end, and it's that same little sound oh. in the song. I was like, oh, so it's actually part of the song. Oh, okay. But uh, as a whole, the sound, <laughs> sorry, as a whole, the music was really great. Every every song really kind of kind of fit right into the scenes, like 25 miles from old girl. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. You are 25 Five, miles because it takes you half an hour getting to the city. Six, so, yeah, the, the soundtrack was pretty, pretty, pretty off the hook for me. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it complemented the movie really well. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think about the soundtrack, though, Paul? I thought they used a lot of great, fun, upbeat songs. And I agreed the, the opening credits of her lip syncing was fun. I kind of wish they used a little bit more of a more upbeat song at the beginning because mm. it seemed 
a little bit awkward, but that was just maybe me, mm-hmm. you know, comparing it to maybe Jimmy Fallon's lip syncing. I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> what a comparison. But I, I felt the song was, it's kind of, it's too little bit lighthearted. I wish there it had some of the more upbeat energy, gener, gen, sorry, upbeat energetic songs that were later used in the soundtrack. Mm. Yeah, but I think it, and this is something I liked, it totally, I totally buy into Chris as this girl that's just in love. Um, in love feeling anyway. Yeah. Uh, and just, and Elizabeth Shue, I feel like played her really well and her character overall, I felt was really grounded and just authentic. And I really, I, I really enjoyed watching her in this. Yeah. That opening scene really established a likability mm-hmm. for, for mm-hmm. her. Um, especially when you pair it with <laughs> jerk Whitford, oh my Mike, gosh, yeah. uh, coming yeah. in and saying, you know, I, I got to cancel, which, by the way, why not give her a call? Why do you go all the way over to her house? <laughs> to keep say, uh, her going, to keep her, to keep leading her on because oh. he wants her as a side girl. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, you got to keep, keep all the plates spinning, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I like to hit him with the plate. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought, uh, I thought that, that opening scene did that. Just Patrick, really... don't sink to his level. Let Paul do that. <laughs> Let Paul do that. Oh. <laughs> uh, Paul, what's something specifically you liked about the movie? Uh, I thought it was great that my pet monster had a little cameo in the background. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I noticed that. I thought that was really cute. So all you my pet monster fans, it's it's there for a few seconds. Mm-hmm. In uh, Sarah's room, right? I believe so, yeah. yeah. As she's drawing the, the Thor. all the Thor paraphernalia. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> One of these things is not like the other. Uh, let's go back to you, Patrick. What's something else you liked? Um, I really... Um, I really like the um the I guess you could call it the eccentricness of several of the characters. Hmm. Okay. I thought like okay, so I'm 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 looking at these two parents and I'm hearing lines come out of their mouth like we'll be home by one. As a parent myself, I'm going, okay, what parent with a teenage boy and an adolescent girl can go out with that kind of energy till like one AM? <laughs> Good point. Eighties <laughs> uh, um, parents? I guess. I, I guess so. I guess, 80s I guess parents 80s. who are going to a cocaine party. <laughs> <laughs> he went there, folks. You know you were thinking it. But but just the um like one of my favorite characters was the the main quote bad guy from the auto shop because ah, really <laughs> yeah, take the oh, Brady Bunch upstairs. He was creepy. He reminded he was, me of the that Johnny Depp movie. What was where he played the gangster? Um, Black Mass. Okay. So it's about a real life gangster. Public enemy, and, it, but and he reminded me very much of that. So he creeped me out, which I guess is a good job. <laughs> I'll have to save me talking about him for a little bit later, but okay. But in general, most of the most of the uh, the characters were a little bit over the top, and mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what added to it was just everything in the movie felt completely implausible, but it felt so connected. Like I loved mm-hmm. how all the little pieces. I think I kind of like eight different individual events that took mm-hmm. place and how they connected to each other. Like this could never happen on a, you know, <laughs> you know, but it did. And I can believe that. Because yeah. It, yeah. I can believe it. You got into a car with the guy stealing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Being picked up by a tow truck guy who's going to go shoot his uh, wife's lover, you know? Whatever. Yeah. And you know, enough time had passed for me since I had seen this last that, Things felt very fresh, and I didn't know what was going to happen next. I mean, I sort of knew the main beats, but um, 
from like scene to scene, I, I didn't really recall how they were going to get out of any whatever, uh, whatever uh, hole they were in. So that yeah. that definitely was was fun. Um, yeah, this was the second time I've seen it, and the first time I saw it was about ten years ago. So okay, it was all very fresh for me as well. Mm-hmm. Was there something that smelled fresh for you, Paul? Um, I'll tell you what was uh, probably the most authentic thing in the whole movie was the expressions on the people's faces when they were in the in the jazz uh, bar <laughs> when they were. Before they started singing and everyone's just staring at them, yeah, I was like, like "Wow, what in the world are you doing here?" Yes, yeah. that was spot on, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> um, For sure. Let's see. Uh, something I I'm I'm curious if you guys uh, sort of connected with any of the characters in particular. For me, I felt pretty empathetic with Brad, who was the older brother. And just him fawning over a girl as a teen and just feeling clueless about how to engage her. I felt like I, I had similar feelings in that regard. Oh, you so. connected with this guy better than any character in Ferris Yeah, not, no, Ferris. <laughs> Who connects with Ferris except everyone no, else everyone except wants to be me. Ferris. Oh, that's and, right. Yeah. But actually, you hit my uh, classic maker. What to do? Just the the character. Devel- I thought they did a really good job of handling that character and mm-hmm. his his like i guess his arc the way and how it ends with him closing the the blinds at the end Mm -hmm. like all right i'm gonna let her make out like accepting that it's yeah yeah. and even though he gets the girl in every movie apparently (laughs) if you watch father of the bride oh the other guy not the other guy no no not brad brad never gets there have you seen don't tell mom the babysitter i have yes yeah should put that on nicole doesn't he he impresses nicole at the end of that you know, that's like, true but he yeah. has to change his look and honestly i don't remember it that much i don't either <laughs> i remember though we had a vhs with adventures and babies in and don't tell mom and baby sure is dead oh, on the same weird. one um and i remember me and my Did brothers you have, watching uh it. fox and the hound on that too no oh because <laughs> he's the voice of todd oh yeah I think the babysitting right. aspect was what connected those exactly two. Oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> well why would you have those two on the same oh oh okay now i see <laughs> Um, don't wow. tell mom about the adventures of babysitting. <laughs> so uh, meta, it would be so meta. Adventures, let's not do this. All um, right, okay, good. Uh, let's go back to you, Patrick. What's something else you enjoyed? Um, I liked, uh, let me see, what was it? I, I thought that the dialogue was really, <laughs> while it wasn't laugh out loud funny like all the time, there were mm-hmm. moments when I was just like, this is just, this is just too funny. Um, yeah. like. <laughs> It, it this movie from a dialogue standpoint really solidified what eighties comedy was about. Especially, mm. it, it, I mean, it felt like a it felt like a um, a uh, a John um, Hughes movie. Hughes movie, yeah, because of the teenage angst mm-hmm. and the way mm-hmm. in which, um, like for instance, you mentioned Brad. Here's a guy that you you feel sorry for, and and I guess you know, I can connect with him as well because I you know I, I had that same kind of kind of awkwardness as a, mm-hmm. as a as a young teenager but then like i remember when she goes she's she's trying to leave the house and she goes well who's going to tell them and then he basically teams up with the sister to yeah. say you know we're gonna and that's what a 15 year old does yeah you know? Th- that shows his immaturity level and i thought that 
you know, the nonverbal cues that he had with his sister along with like Daryl and you think and making those really just crude co- I'd like to be safely in her bed. You know, yeah. these are things that I I had friends and I was those guys mm-hmm. that, that made those <laughs> kinds of really inappropriate jokes within my circle of friends yeah. never letting the girl hear about them. That kind right. Of thing. Mm. Right. So, so there's a the bit of authenticity with those characters there. Yeah. And yeah. the dialogue really amplifies that. Mm hmm. Yeah, for for me, going right with the dialogue, I I loved. I mean, Daryl's di- I mean, Daryl's just character was annoying, though. I I saw why he was there, and I warmed up to him a bit by the end. But I just I totally laughed out loud when Sarah turned the tables on Daryl and said, "You think back to him?" I forget. Yeah, maybe we could sell Daryl. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That's what. <laughs> money for the tire, right. <laughs> I I thought that was just genius. I love that bit of dialogue. Um, what, what did you think about the dialogue though, Paul? Yeah. <laughs> it was there. Not, yeah, I, no. I heard people. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm trying to think of any lines that stand, stand out except, you know, don't mess with the babysitter, but. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thor, Thor's a homo. That, that, that's a, that was a popular one. Oh uh, yeah. Um, oh, one thing I do want to go back to, uh, you mentioned how this felt like a John Hughes movie and, Something after you said that, it made me think. Well, so we we covered very recently um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off and The Breakfast Club, and something in those movies that we've discussed in those podcasts. We'd love for you to go back and listen, but uh, just to summarize a, a little tidbit was that it seemed like John Hughes um, amplified how teens were the smartest and adults were super dumb, and I felt like this this movie, on the contrary teens and and adults well not the parents so much maybe but but the bad guy adults and the the elizabeth shoe and the babysitter and the teens she's taking care of all seemed like they had they had highs and lows they had hero moments and they had fail failing moments and i i felt like it wasn't all so one-sided so i really appreciated that about this movie compared to john hughes movies uh, at least yeah. the couple we've covered i should say yeah i can i can definitely see that with um with this. And I think Chris Columbus in, um, well, I guess I would, you know, I would say home alone, but in, even in home alone, uh, he, the, the, you know, kid outsmarts the, the, the adults, but the mm-hmm. parents are, you know, they're, they're not dumb people either. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. Mom's trying to get back. And, um, but I think what Columbus does in his movies is he amplifies stereotypes a little bit mm-hmm. in order to kind of make his stories a lot more fun. Sure. But he keeps he keeps the intrigue there. Like I, I remember when we were watching it, uh, the metadata that came up on our on our when we were watching when we were streaming it said mm-hmm. something like crime adventure. And I'm like, okay, what <laughs> yeah, I guess that makes sense <laughs> for sure because I mean you know, it's in the title adventures and babysitting, but crime. Hmm. So a car was stolen and chop shop chop shop and that's about it i mean <laughs> no it was all about their their rings you know dealing with other cities and oh know, yeah and okay. so that's, that's true a whole, uh, crime organization there with yeah and the it, crime of breaking elizabeth shoe's heart mike i'm looking at yeah. you indeed indeed so, bad. <laughs> so but i think columbus i think that's where his strength is is just amplifying these these stereotypes to to bring to kind of to make the story a little bit more of a, a the fun side of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul, what's something else you liked as you type? Um, 
Sorry, I wasn't typing. I was tapping my pen. Oh, sorry. What? Being a little too honest for no reason. But something I liked was actually her the the kid meeting Thor. Yes. At, now, do you think like he was actually Thor in in or was he just someone that looked like Thor? What do you think, Patrick? I am <laughs> I would plead the fifth, but I'm going to say <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think he was the real thing. Really, he's like, hey, kid, yeah. got one of these at home. You exactly. Know? I was about to say. I I think the same thing. I think that was the real Thor. And I and I, I I become a jerk whenever I put on a baseball cap too. So I mean, yeah. well, I'm not wearing one tonight because I didn't want to be a jerk. Appreciate <laughs> Every time that. I put on a, a helmet with wings, I start you know doing what Thor does. I don't know. <laughs> like not changing tires. That's what Thor does. He doesn't change tires. <laughs> Um, wow. Uh, I guess I'm in the minority. I did not think he was Thor. I thought he just, he was so touched by her gesture that he decided to play along and, and be a nice guy. Uh, okay. Be a righteous dude. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, other things, uh, something else I liked. Well, speaking of Sarah, I, I loved her just overall jubilation when there's, when some sort of action element happened in the movie, whether the, the tire, uh, blows out or they're running from people and she just seems so excited like oh this is great I, yeah. I, at first she was annoying me how her and Brad were bickering but she totally won me over I just I, it, I, I thought she did I, I a good her. job yeah um, except for one moment which we'll discuss later maybe uh oh <laughs> spaghetti <laughs> with meat with meat <laughs> Um, let's see. How many more thing likes do you guys have? Several um, more? Just one? I, the character of Daryl grew on me a little bit. And I yeah. think it was because the way, it, like Sarah, he would, <laughs> I, I think the moment that, <laughs> the moment that he became just somebody I would probably just shake my head but hang out with is when he was doing that really scary face when, <laughs> when Chris <laughs> was telling that story in the car. Oh, Yeah. And then when the tire blows out, he just starts laughing hysterically, mm-hmm. that little belly laugh. Yeah. And he does that like two or three times. Like, yeah, that's totally what I would do. I would laugh <laughs> inappropriately at, at different points because I'm just having a good time. And then he goes, did you forget your purse? And he's like, listen to me, you little. Yeah. <laughs> he just has a great time with it. <laughs> I didn't really care too much for the character that much. He does have some lighthearted moments, but my favorite moment with him uh-huh. was when he actually kicked Mike in the restaurant. Oh, yeah. Over this, and that, that was, was a great so, hero moment that was, for if, him. It, yeah, if any of the characters could do that, it would totally be him yes. to do that. And it, it was a good vindication moment. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, for sure. Uh, okay, guys, let's go ahead and get to our classic makers for uh, Adventures in Babysitting. Uh, let's start with uh, Paul this time. What's the thing you liked most about this movie? How they treated Brad's character pining. Oh yeah, we talked about you already went into that. Yes, thanks. Yeah, you bet. I want to just. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, Patrick, what's the thing you liked most, or your classic maker for Adventures well, in Babysitting? The, the highlight for me was probably the uh, the scene at the Blues Club. Really, uh, and and yeah. I and huh. I think for for two reasons. One, I mean, I I get that the that song was written before. You know, this was not something that was actually done spontaneously by the cast. What? But sorry, did I? Speak <laughs> no, that's. <laughs> this this isn't is, a documentary. It, oh my but god! The, but the scene, the scene itself is. is you could tell there were so many moments 
that it looked like the actors were just having so much fun with with this uh, with this song. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how many times they rehearsed it, how many takes they took, but Elizabeth Shue, you could just tell that she was having a good time with it, and the other the other actors were just like, "This is such a ridiculous song," <laughs> and. I almost wonder if some of the uh, gestures, like Sarah being like horizontally shifted, like she's sleeping, if that was ad libbed, or if like Elizabeth, yeah. if Chris's character, or Chris, you know, leaning over to sing with the blues guy was ad libbed, but mm-hmm. it just looked really authentic okay. uh, yeah. in terms of being fun. So I, I thought yeah. it was great. Nice. My wife likes this movie, and that's her favorite scene. So yeah. Nobody wow. played that huh. thing, the blues. <laughs> Not even huh. the bad guys. Not even the bad guys. <laughs> All right. Um, that was not my favorite thing. My favorite thing about this movie was, I I mean, so you hear the title, Adventures in Babysitting. You're like, babysitting? What kind of adventures yeah. are you going to have? But we'll man, turn on the Disney Channel and find <laughs> out. <laughs> this <Hashtag> this real AIB. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Sorry, go ahead, Francis. <laughs> this just really does feel like an adventure, and you, like I sort of alluded to before, you never know what's going to happen next, and yeah. there's just these constant twists, and I, I feel like the movie wraps up really well. All the threads sort of tied up at the end, which is that's I, a good I, point. I'm amazed by given how many different plates are spinning throughout. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I just yeah I I feel like for for a babysitting movie this definitely is adventuresome. You don't need <laughs> jungle title, yeah. or space to be adventurous. That's a very good point. Thank I you. I may have to rethink my rating here. <laughs> I may have to go home and rethink my life. Yeah. No more selling death sticks. Uh, or Twix. Oh, sorry, we weren't recording that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Why are they talking about Twix. What's the deal? yeah? What's I, I feel like I'm become missing a, something. Become a patron, and you'll find out exactly. It's a secret. Now, b- before we get to the things that we didn't like about Adventures in Babysitting, uh, where you know things fell flat, tires not included. Uh, oh that didn't fall flat. Well, boy, that's. That's a stretch bigger than this movie was. Bite me, Paul. Anyway, <laughs> we like to go out to our social media channels and get your social thoughts on the movies we cover. So first from Facebook, uh, Jason Ward said, Thor. Uh, then Eric Purcell said, Thor. Also, <laughs> and he also added, oh, and I think this might be my wife's favorite movie. This or the original Parent Trap. So get back to us, Eric. Tell us which one it actually is. Uh, then uh, Jason Call and I do want to mention some of these are coming from the Fill and Film Feel and Film uh, Facebook group so appreciate all you guys adding to the conversation here uh, Jason Call said just watched this with my kids the other week it was funny but dated also this was one of the first under first under the new PG-13 and there were some sexual references in there that I was uncomfortable with even though, sadly, both my kids knew what they were about. And not because that stuff is a topic of conversation at home. So, yeah, the world we live in, unfortunately. Um, but thank you, Jason. Oh, and Eric and Jason and the other Jason so far. Uh, then uh, I'm going to do my best to pronounce your last name, Peter. Peter Vaunusak. Uh, Vaunusak? Vaunusak. All right. Okay. Peter gets it. Yeah. Um, and he's he's actually the host of the Hydrate Level 4 
uh, podcast. He said, "Oh, nice." Um, you oh, did you get that reference, Paul? Yeah, yeah. Back to future too. Exactly. Uh, anyway, no one pe- knows how to hydrate a pizza like you, Ma. No, it's Ma. You sure know how to hydrate a good pizza. All right, I was close. Sorry, <laughs> but the word "good" is not in that line, so I'm going to correct both of you guys. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wow. Anyway, Peter, let's get to Peter's <laughs> comment. Uh, you don't F with the babysitter. Indeed. Thank you, Peter. Uh, then Ryan Jackson said, I feel like I'm already posted this. No, you didn't, Ryan. So thank you for posting this. Uh, so if I have, please ignore this. So oh, whoops. <laughs> I'll you ignore don't. that statement. Uh, Too this, late. this movie is fun. The memory that always comes back to me is when they were walking high above on an I-beam and Russ falls into the guy's coffee. Yeah. That's an interesting memory to have. But yeah, that's totally, that's very much something I could see sticking out. And uh, finally, Valerie Powers, uh, finally from Facebook, Valerie Powers says, The Babysitter Blues! Exclamation point, smiley face. That's right. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> then uh, from Instagram, we just got uh, Borlock, Borlo Comics said, Nice, and had some twinkly stars. And then uh, YNSTs, YNSTs oh. gave us a thumbs up. So thank you guys. And that's the feedback we had on Adventures in Babysitting. Uh, it is possible I missed someone somewhere. So if I did, I apologize. I'll try to to our next show. Jeez. I know. How dare I? Um, there is another one from oh. a Katek Ruiz. Ooh. It says, I don't remember much at all, but I'm pretty sure it was Francisco's favorite movie. <laughs> and Andy McPhail wasn't in it, so I probably liked it. And he <laughs> Andy said, McPhail. <laughs> yeah, smiley face and sunglasses. Wow. Where did he post that? On Instagram. Okay. Very nice. Wow. <laughs> it's not my favorite movie, Katak. Um, and I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad Elizabeth Shue didn't have curly hair so you could enjoy this movie, unlike Groundhog Day. <laughs> go back to I forget I think that episode's in the 60s or maybe 50s let me look that up real quick retroreonpodcast.com uh, slash 73 for Katek's uh, vitriol of Andy McDowell uh, now let's get to the vitriol we had for Adventures in Babysitting or maybe not to that level but the things we didn't like and uh, let's start with Paul what's something you didn't like about this movie it's hard to believe that the loner jerk is the pretty girl's only option. You know that she says, oh, he's my only option. At the beginning, she's pining for Chris, and it's like she doesn't have any other choices, and that's just too hard to believe. Sorry. Chris is the so-cool boyfriend, right? That were, no, Chris is the girl, Elizabeth Shue. Oh, jeez. Oh, my gosh. Mike is the guy that she's pining for. Yes. And apparently, and she says he's the only option. Yeah. Which okay. is just hard to believe. What what kind of high school does she go to? Is she the only person in her grade in, in that red house? That, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe he's the only boy. Oh, besides her. Except okay, he's in, in, in the college. School. Apparently, he's in. So, fun yeah. bit oh, yeah, of trivia. Right. Yeah. She, in real life, Elizabeth, she was, was 25. Is 23, and the the actor who played her original boyfriend was 21. But oh, in wow. the movie, he's supposed to be in college, and she's a senior in high school. So, it's just interesting movie magic there for you. Anyway, but 
Okay, she I'm looks following 25 now. Twenty five or twenty eight, but anyway, I don't know why I, they kept having her play these teenagers. You know what? I I don't know, Paul. Uh, Patrick, do you have any speculations why she would be so infatuated with this 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 older guy? Well, I I believe I believe Brenda uh, gave her enough insight. It's like Dairy Queen; you only get one flavor. So he may have been the best of what was out there at Dairy Queen High. You know, she she probably, or Dairy Queen College or whatever. Yeah, yeah. This, I mean, they live in a suburb, for goodness sakes. I mean, I, I find it interesting that I've never lived in a big city. I mean, Little Rock is the biggest city that I've lived in, and mm-hmm. it's like 10 minutes away, you know? <laughs> so the fascination that these suburbites, suburbians have with going downtown, I was like, how ridiculous is that? Yeah. That ties into one of my, like, I can't believe that. But mm-hmm. I think for someone, if it's a small town, man, maybe there's not a lot of pickings. <laughs> you know what? I'm just tired of all these movies. Like, she's all that where they have the pretty girl that no one pines for except the one of the main guys who you root for. It's like, how am I supposed to believe that no one else is pining for her? I mean... Or she believes that every well, girl that oh, I know okay, that is, okay. that's like that. She knows she has options. I was gonna say how you can't expect them to cover a, a bunch of people just so that we can know lots of people are pining, unless that's the whole point of the movie. But, but yes, that she thinks that I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, it'd be you helpful to know. have a it's woman's baloney. opinion. I on call this baloney. If, all right. Um, neither of my wives are present. You could ask, if either of yours are. You could ask them. How many wives did I say? Do you have? I know. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, I did. Neither, meaning two. Okay. <laughs> My wife is not present. I don't know if either of yours are, but you could ask them if they were. My wife will tell you. You you know when there's always people that you can call tell that they like you or oh yeah 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 exactly okay okay okay. <laughs> wow, that was a rabbit hole. You I may wasn't not expecting pick one of to them, get down. but you know, you may not like one of them, but there are options. Okay. Well, sorry. Patrick did uh Chris's seemingly lack of options or obliviousness to a lack of options bother you or did something else bother you? No, it didn't bother me at all because she had a jerk boyfriend, so I immediately was rooting for her no matter how pretty or ugly she was. There you <laughs> <She> go. <didn't laughs> but I think one thing that stood out to me was some, some of the uh, dated cinematography. Uh, whenever they would show off their dad's building, it looked very much like <laughs> like a green screen. Yes, I agree with isolated that. Isolated building. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't notice uh, that. And there were, there were a couple of times when um, I think it was the very last scene when the, the whole cast is and all the kids are in... Um, brad's bedroom talking Mm -hmm. and you look out you you see out the window and there's like five or six or seven cars like they're on a really busy highway (laughs) oh i didn't notice that i didn't notice that either interesting well it's something i caught because i was you know because this movie was was great for me so i'm like okay i need to pick i need to try to find something that's not yeah (laughs) it wasn't a lot that that i really didn't like but that did catch my eye i was like i thought they lived in the suburbs and then of course the next scene she walks out where um where her her knight in shining armor is and there's like nobody on the street <laughs> and my wife goes no that's a different house altogether <laughs> yeah. so. um ufos there are ufos oh, okay. there's a lot more ufo activity back Two, in the yeah, 80s double headlight ufos yes I guess uh, yeah. yeah in the suburbs of chicago <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well where else are they gonna go because sure. it's, it's too crowded and it's really windy there so they get a lot of uh air uh <laughs> air resistance or what okay. have you i gotcha uh <laughs> Bad, bad jokes aside, something I didn't like about Adventures in Babysitting, 
was, um, I mean, I kind of mentioned this before, but Daryl and Sarah were a bit annoying, uh, at least in the beginning. So that part I didn't like, and that was sort of my earlier comment while I'm taking notes, so it didn't stick so much. But one part toward the end of the movie where Sarah annoyed me was just how she wanders off get some desserts from that restaurant wanders off and looks at toys in the middle of the night i knew that would bother you that just seemed too much that scene (laughs) well it just seemed too much like a plot device like i didn't really buy that her character would do that if maybe it was a display of thor or a comic book shop or something that i could buy but just a bunch of like afa do you remember being that that age and there's like a cavies like you want to go but not if it's open, not if it's closed, though, and I can't even go in. No, but the lights are on, and they have a display like uh, that where they're showing all that. Maybe if they're showing, like, new video game trailers, yeah. maybe, but they weren't showing that there. It's just... All right. I'm going to chalk this up to and any implausibility of the movie being, well, they're from the suburbs. So <laughs> <laughs> so, they don't know. They've never seen happen. toys like that before. It could happen. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Idiot kids. <laughs> Parents are probably idiots too. <laughs> I was not expecting so many BTTF references in this episode, but I love them. Uh, let's see. Let's go back to uh, Patrick. What's something else you didn't like? Um, I thought that the... Um, what was it that I was thinking about? Oh, so there's this one moment uh, it actually is intertwined with my with my uh, my classic maker. Um, maybe it was a time thing where they're they walk on stage mm-hmm. about you know five to ten seconds before the song ends, mm-hmm. and they basically just kind of bombard the stage. So at that point, if I'm a musician, I'm going to go, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, we're just now unless the blues just does something to a <laughs> to a band. <laughs> and if any listeners are out there that can just validate that, please feel free to do so. But if, if I'm in a band, I'm like, well, I'm stopped. I'm going, wait, what are you doing here? You know, <laughs> instead of just waiting for it to end, they go, nobody leaves the place without singing the blues. Now, it worked perfectly. It was great. Sure. But I'm thinking, that's not really plausible. If, if, a, bunch of, if a bunch of kids who are not, you know, who don't really, you know, Maybe, are, don't fit in here, uh, come walking onto a stage, I'm probably not going to finish my song. <laughs> Maybe it's the mood of the band. Every Maybe. band's different in the mood. Okay. They're from the suburbs. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and, and the band isn't. So they're used to the down and dirty, like, yeah. chaos going on. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, you know. Who knows? A little implausibility there. All right. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, Paul, what's something else you didn't like? All right. You can please help me understand all you people from Chicago. I understand that... A lot of Canadians in some parts don't lock their doors when they leave the house. <laughs> but do the people in the suburbs of Chicago, do they not lock the doors? Because the babysitter, when she left with the kids, just walked out the front door without locking it for the evening. How do you know no-no. she didn't lock it? Because they show her, they show them walking out the door and they have the conversations like, oh, I need to go and all that stuff. There's no locking the door. No, well, so I on my door... There's those, you can lock it from the inside by just turning a little tab mm. and and then it'll still shut. There's no, mm. it's not like you're you're uh, turning a tab. So you can accidentally lock yourself out? Yeah, you can. Oh, do they have that in 1987 Chicago? I feel like I had that type of door growing up, so oh, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. No bolting it, though. 
No, you couldn't bolt it. Yeah, I could That's not do I my mean. bolt without no dead a bolts, key. But yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean the little thing, the yeah. bounce? Yeah. No, I mean dead bolt. Come on, you can just kick open those. <laughs> those I mean, locks. Okay, she's a teen, and she thinks that this whole plan is gonna just. Even though she hates it, she thinks it's gonna work out. Well, all right, all right. I just thought it just caught me off guard. All right, but maybe right. I'm a little too safety conscious. I, you know, I'm right there with you. I totally understand. Um, uh, I'm curious, did that throw you at all, Patrick, or just no, from the suburbs? Notice, <laughs> no. <laughs> just like nobody noticed the the uh, the line of cars outside the suburb of oh, yeah. you know the house, but <laughs> um, no, it didn't. I think one. <laughs> This was funny. We, my wife and I were watching this, and we actually just we wanted to see the credits, see who else was in it. And uh, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a thumbs down to the uh, whoever decided to create the casting of the names. Uh, names like characters who were credited as being drunk at party, <laughs> black gang leader, mm-hmm. um, passenger. Uh, mm-hmm. And these are these are these are pretty tragic. These were close to my tragic maker. Wow! <laughs> uh, there was one guy who was cast as huge guy, oh and one guy who was cast as fat man. All right. So just to I'm, distinguish, I'm, I'm going to blame the writer David Simpkins on this. <laughs> blame well put. <laughs> yeah. There were others that were classified or that were cast as uncredited and i was like dude i wish these other guys they were probably wishing they were uncredited too it's like well, yeah i played huge guy in adventures and baby dude nice. did. i played fat man <laughs> we didn't know each other like, come on guys have a little bit more respect for your cast well patrick what you don't understand is there's a limited number of names and you know you got you can only they use they have like five yeah they already characters use they have to cover so yeah you know <laughs> Just I mean, I guess they could repeat themselves. Just tap into the John Hughes one, library. Two. There's a ton of names there. Just All tap right, into the John Hughes library. Um, Ferris. You can just start throwing in some like Easter eggs. Ferris and Cameron and <laughs> Buffy the Vampire. No, wait, no. Play wow. No, wait. <laughs> um, I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious. Did either did the main uh, bad guy, gangster head guy, bother you? Did I, I felt like he is almost too. He, he is almost like. Me and my wife, Christy, were talking about how if he had played just way more subtle, he would have come across way more evil, I felt. I felt like he was just going too much for the, I'm going to, he honestly reminded me of the grandpa or uncle, Uncle Lewis from um, Christmas Vacation. Okay. That's how his his voice just reminded me of that. So it just seemed comedic and not threatening hey, Griswold yeah yeah why don't you go in there and get my stogie exactly <laughs> yeah okay so I I felt like if he was just more like uh, yeah like I said subtle he would have come off much more menacing but uh, did you guys feel that way at all or you liked how he was how that, that I felt actor he was him? menacing but okay. only because I saw a uh, black mass and it reminded me of <laughs> that character okay not I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you, Francisca. I think um, he he comes across as a little bit over the top, and that can be a good or a bad thing. Mm. But I, you know, he he reminded me of 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 the uncle mashed up with Agent Smith from The Matrix. Oh yeah, I can see and that. And so when I saw him, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm waiting for him to go, Mister Anderson, <laughs> take the Brady Bunch and go find the blue pill. You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so. 
I think I think bec- again I think because of just the you know at this point in the movie we've we're, you're, you kind of think logically about the events that have taken place and you're mm-hmm. going yeah this this guy's his his whole character is on par with their with this whole adventure they're having. Mm-hmm. If I can believe that <laughs> they have a, a tire blowout and they get picked up by a guy with a hook for a hand <laughs> uh, who then runs them out to his house to shoot at his um, his wife's lover. Uh, yeah, I'm, at this point, I'm going, I, I can believe that. All right. So that, that's he a, doesn't haunt my dreams or anything. <laughs> no, he's... he's that's a you solid point. You know what point. haunts my dreams? What? People Paul? who pull over to the side of the road halfway up a curve and let the kids out onto a busy that, street. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> really? Really? Okay. Yeah, that that that's, I, I noticed that as well, Paul, but. Uh, that's ridiculous. Suburbs. Oh, yeah. But Crazy that's, 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 Suburbs. That's suburbs, That's kids. suburbs. Uh, but. <laughs> was that some a legitimate thing you didn't like, Paul? Yeah, oh, okay. I wrote it down. All right. Well, was was there another? Give us another thing, Paul. All right. Seriously though, why doesn't Chris just tell Brad to go over Daryl's house, then take the girl of the car in the car and leave? What this whole argument is like the both teenage boys wanting to come. It's like no, you guys go. Your mom said you're going to his house. You go. I'm taking her out for ice cream. Bye. Because she didn't want, uh, because she had to go, and they he would have blabbed to their to his parents. Brad okay, would have blabbed to his. That's just stupid on her end. I guess that's suburbs. I don't know. <laughs> 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 Hashtag that's the suburbs. Uh, but uh, what was I going to say? I did that did bother me though that Daryl's parents are expecting him and his friend to be over there, but yeah. they're just gone. And yeah. no alarm is raised. No calling. Uh, the the well, they aren't there. Brad and well, no, but at their work, I would think they. I would assume back then neighbors knew each other better than I know my neighbors. Uh, <laughs> so partially, yes, shouldn't but they, maybe not with their work. I they would call the house and no one was there. They figured. Well, yeah, but okay, your son's missing. You're not going to call the cops. Yeah, well, we don't know that maybe the cops are at Daryl's house. I suppose, but we don't see any fallout of that at the end. No, that's in Babysitter (laughs) 2. The search for more money? Yeah, the search for more babysitting money. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do think there was a little bit of an inconsistency when when Chris tells the kids, okay, if anybody asks, we went for ice cream. And I'm going, wait a minute. Oh, I guess when they mean... She assumed when they came back, like where they went. Yeah, yeah Again, exactly. I just answered my own questions. I'm like, if they're gone, who are they going to be talking to that they know? Oh, oh, oh. oh. And but why no, not just go out for ice cream along the way so when people ask, you can legitimately say, we went out for ice cream. Yeah, okay, exactly, <laughs> Paul. Brenda on the, way, on the way out there. <laughs> yeah. No, she just exactly. happened to be at the parlor. Uh, uh, I guess, or you don't even have to say that, but. It was on the way. Oh, my. Um, let's out see. of the way, on the way. Uh, let's see. One other, another thing that I didn't like was, uh, okay. And this is odd overall. And I mean, this sort of goes back to my classic maker that I, I thought this was very adventuresome and it really went, went well. Don't, don't you hate that? <laughs> um, overall the movie I thought was paced really well. I was engaged throughout. I just wanted to keep seeing what the next thing was, but then it's weird when they got to the parents building 
and uh, Sarah's up on the roof going down, and then the other kids are going up and getting to the wrong floor and trying to hide from the parents. All that, it, it seemed to sort of go to a crawl a bit for me. Yeah, I felt like I, they just, I don't know. And then after they are left there, I was like, oh, now we're back on again, which was great. But for some reason, that whole bit, I don't know if it just lasted too long or they are trying to show too much all at once or the parents were just boring. Um, but I just, I, if I was going to lose interest, that was when I was going to do it. And it, which is odd because that's the time where there's the most peril because the Sarah's, Outside, out the window, going to fall yeah. down. And I felt very tense whenever they go, went to her. But otherwise, yeah. it's just like... Because uh, they're know. 80s adult cocaine parties. You don't understand. <laughs> you don't relate. <laughs> the caterer. Wow. You're right. I do not relate with that, Paul. Yeah. <clears throat> I was a little curious as to... So Sarah pushes two buttons, and that's the clear... Like, oh, she could be on one of these two floors. Yeah. Yeah. Um. If if I'm if I'm if if I'm the showrunner or the movie runner, I'm gonna go the. Of course, this would. I don't know what it would, I don't know why she wouldn't stop at that floor where her parents were, since it was the one that was she most didn't populated. know. But it was more populated, so she was yeah. like, "Hey, there's there's people here. Maybe I can go call for help because that's what she was doing." Oh, why didn't Sarah stop there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Did I, see, did I see somebody else? No, no, no. No, I because just I don't following. think that you could see that just so when the doors open up. And we don't know she pushed the button. She just could have put her finger on it trying that's to true. guess. Oh. That's well, that's a lucky thing that they, she just happened to put her finger on that one. I mean, there's, there's, there's what, 48 floors? And she... And in that set of elevators, there's like 20 buttons, and she happens to click the one that her parents are Yeah. On. Now, here's, here's, here's an example of a stupid... Uh, Su- uh, suburbanite. Why doesn't she just press all the buttons so they don't know what floor she gets off of? Because all the other movies I've seen, they wait and see where the elevator stops and they immediately go to that floor. So as a kid, mm. I would press all the buttons, have it stop at every floor, and get off at one of them and hide or use a phone or something. That's but maybe an that's point. because I've watched too many movies. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and she's just into Thor, man. He would never do that. I mean. <laughs> You know, he would just use his hammer. Exactly. Um, That's true. You know, so she just didn't have that kind of influence in her life. <laughs> yeah. No wow. Espionage for her. So <laughs> remember that next time, kids. Yes. When people are running after you, make sure you hit all the buttons so they don't know which one you Every got off. Single and don't one. eat pastries. Don't eat any pastries before you are run. Oh. You run off because you'll leave fingerprints. That's oh, yes, right. Indeed. Wow. Um. Okay. Uh. Patrick, were there any other things you didn't like about this movie? No. Um, you know, just... Just your I mean, tragic maker? Do you, yeah, just my tragic maker. Okay. Paul, how about you? Do you have several same. more? Okay, Sam. Uh, let's see. I think, I think I'm in the same boat as you guys, so let's go to the things we hated most about Adventures in Babysitting. Uh, let's start with Patrick. So my tragic maker was the... Um, I was thrown off a little bit by the whole, like, time duration. So, hmm. okay, hmm. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think. It's, I guess it's Friday night. I'm assuming yeah, it's Friday. Something like that, yeah. It's light outside. It's winter. So Chris is getting ready. It's still daytime. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's getting ready. It looks like she's getting ready at the, at the earliest at 3. That's what I was going to guess is 3, yeah. Okay. So Mike comes over. She's getting ready to go. And they're going to go, I'm assuming, for dinner. 
Mm-hmm. That's, that's a French restaurant or something. That's great. Right? The French restaurant. Okay, so she assumes that they're about to go to dinner. Uh-huh. It must take five and a half hours to get downtown for him <laughs> because when they meet up with him at the French restaurant, he's having dinner with that woman, and yes. they clearly say it's eleven forty-five. Okay, at night, and I'm yeah. going. One again must be the suburbs in me, you know. But <laughs> what? couple on a friday night has dinner at eleven forty-five at a french restaurant uh, and all so, those other people with him yeah <laughs> all those older people those parents and grandparents that apparently have the you know the, the metabolism of 12 and 13 year olds in the 80s yeah it's but the it's cocaine just, parties they were just coming back from that's what it was oh gosh but i just i, I was completely Coke I, does a body good. I just, I don't, I don't <laughs> no, know. No, it doesn't, kids. Don't listen to Paul. I don't know, one, who, you know, the, the time thing just threw me off, but I also don't know how you would, uh, I'd be freaking out as a parent if I hadn't heard from my child or the babysitter and I was leaving them alone until 1 a.m. <laughs> the next morning. Yeah, I wouldn't. It, it just, it just doesn't make sense to me. So the whole, the whole time frame of everything, I'm like, it does no, no way. Mm. So, just doesn't work for me. Yeah, I, as I've, a babysitter, I didn't get calls very much from the parents. Who but did, did you your, did you have to stay until like one a.m.? Sometimes they did. Okay, yeah. this, that's that's a lack of knowledge on my part then, because yeah. I just it just it seemed a little extreme for me. <laughs> yeah, and it would be that's for what me you're too. Paying them for you know, yeah. so you can leave them alone and not have to worry about it. True, true. Um. Yeah, but I. I mean, maybe just because I'm not a night owl, I wouldn't want to stay out that late to begin with. But yeah, and, and I don't remember babysitting that late into the night. But maybe I didn't, just don't recall it. Uh, but all right, that yeah, I I guess I could try to explain away that time in a wonky way. But that's a good point, Patrick. <laughs> um, how about you, Paul? What's, if only he didn't mention it was a quarter to midnight at the dinner. <laughs> then it, it might all have all fine. made sense. Uh. Darn details. Uh, what's your tragic maker, Paul? My tragic maker, I'm just going to have to chalk it up to believability okay. and the lack thereof. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only is like the the unbelievable things we mentioned before, but the the fake fight in front of the trucker's house where there's <laughs> where they're trading blows, but not really, you know, oh. or or uh, how fake foo. How oh, the girl? I forget her name. She's at the 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 train station or wherever Brenda? she is. Yeah, Brenda. Yeah. Okay. She thinks she doesn't know that a sewer rat or a rat is is not a kitten or a cat, but she can see when someone's laying down with glasses that those are her real glasses. It's yeah. a lot of little things like that overall that just like like you said before, Patrick. The the heightened. Uh, uh, everything's a little bit over the top yeah and, and in some ways that's fun but it it just was so much it just made it so unbelievable to me mm. yeah. yeah yeah by the way that rat was not like a sewer rat it was a no it was like a pet it was rat a pet rat with, or, was... or a science lab rat <laughs> yeah but when like me and chrissy we used to own rats as pets and when we saw the rat we're like oh that's so cute but yeah I could... but hey it could live in the sewer I suppose so, sure. I'm not going to, you know. Could live on a sewer. Say it's not And then go uh, cook at their French French restaurant. Yeah, there you go. Or train four turtles to become ninjas. Oh, that too. Yes. 
Oh, all these winter was albino. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Uh, so the thing I hated most about Adventures in Babysitting was the thing, I, th- I think, Patrick, I think this was your classic maker, actually, but the Blues Club was so unbelievable. You're talking about unbelievably <laughs> unbelievability, Paul? No, okay, after the they Blues were Club. singing, oh, yes. my gosh. But before they were singing, that was believable. Oh, like, yeah. Come in, okay, once they started singing, it was, yeah. I lost all... Suspension of disbelief because they start singing and just being able to add up what's going on. The kids are dancing in unison for the most part, and they're right. ad libbing. I, I guess you one of Their them maybe. moves weren't and, all uh, that technical. They could easily sync up. You know what I mean? Right. It's just that, swinging back and forth. They, baby, baby. <laughs> I just, I, it was just, it seemed way too out there for me I, the the crowd reactions i felt were authentic but yeah i just that pulled me out of the movie and i did not like it you know why because it's so hard these babysitting babysitting these babysit- guys <laughs> she's got the babysitting baby, baby. Now you guys are giving me the blues. But uh, with that... We I did like the line, and Brenda's probably dead, which is... They are at this point, yeah. But they don't know who Brenda is. Oh, that's a good point. Well, no, 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 uh, but let, me, let me go back. Let me go, I'm going to defend that and say that the, the main blues guy said, and the girl's probably dead. Like, he didn't say Brenda. Oh. Uh, Daryl said, and Brenda's probably dead, according to IMDb quotes. He did, and he knew who Brenda was, though, right? I don't think so. No, I, well, I meant the audience oh, didn't know who Brenda Chris was. Said, I got this call from Brenda, and I went to pick her up oh. earlier. Oh, then I guess I missed. That. Okay, so they're really paying attention. Sorry, I wasn't listening to the lyrics on. that clearly because I was just drawn out. Like, wow, this would not happen like this. But okay, I right. you know what? I guess weirder things have happened. Yeah. I mean, as this movie has demonstrated, weird things have happened. Yeah, you could try to pay for a hot dog with a third-party check. <laughs> Sign it over twice, <laughs> which is a funny moment. That, it's not uh, that is yes. Um, but now that we've we've entered all our uh, targeting information into the firing computer, us do have a firing solution for us. Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. Do we rate Adventures in Babysitting? A classic. We'd recommend anyone go out and see this, whether they've seen it before or not. I'd also be curious if any of you who've seen the Disney one would recommend this over the other, if you do rate it a classic. Um, anyway, a nostalgic. You'd only recommend people who have seen it before to rewatch it. If you haven't seen it, just don't. go. Maybe go watch the Disney one or watch something else. Or a tragic, we'd recommend no one rewatch this. Even if you've seen it before, just leave any happy memories you have in your mind. And if you've never seen it, don't don't bother. Let's begin with our guest, Patrick. How do you rate Adventures in Babysitting? Oh, I was on the fence. Um, Almost like, tragic. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. uh-oh. <laughs> I was actually going to give it a, a classic rating. Okay. Uh, oh, but you're not. But I'm not actually. Oh. I'm actually going to take it down a notch to uh, nostalgic. 
just to, to nostalgic. And I'm going to say this. It's because of uh, listening to a previous episode of, of the Retro Rewind. Of, oh, really? Of, of the Three Amigos and the, the explanations of why it's a classic. Uh-huh. I was like, yeah, that definitely didn't, you know, those reasons definitely don't hit in this place for me. So I'm oh, going to nostalgic. I mean, wow. it's still way up. There. It's like it's like on the verge of being classic sure. for me. Yeah, yeah. But it's but it's still in the nostalgic range because there was enough about it that I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if people could take this seriously, <laughs> even if they didn't need to take it seriously. I don't know that they could really just sit through this and go, yeah. So that's totally fine. And that's amazing that you're actually sourcing our past episodes because I can't remember what I said about. No, but the reasons why we rate well, what we rate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, I was a cl- it was a classic trifecta, by the okay, way. Okay, that's why I remember, but okay. And I would have given a fourth opinion of saying, yes, true classic. <laughs> indeed, <laughs> indeed. <clears throat> I will bring up Three Amigos later as a, in a case that I'll mention later. Anyway, okay, so nostalgic <laughs> for you, Patrick. All right. Yep. Uh, Paul, how do you rate Adventures mm-hmm. in Babysitting? I wanted to rate this nostalgic, but I can't. I'm gonna have to rate this a tragic. What? Oh, because you're told. I was not expecting that at all. I was expecting to <laughs> be like I'm nostalgic, but I'm gonna rate it a classic. No, a tragic. Oh, it is tragic. so unbelievable what? to watch. Okay. Oh my now, god. It was hard. Okay, I'm one of those people that. I mean, I, oh really? I oh, go on. Saw one of the. <laughs> I saw this for the first time as an adult. Oh much really? Later. Okay. Okay. And it kind of reminds me of people who never saw the Goonies as a kids, but they watch it as adult, and they're like, "I don't get what the big oh, deal is." Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> okay. People who have seen it, you know, when they were a kid, mm-hmm. and they rewatched it, like my wife likes it because of it's very nostalgic for her. Mm-hmm. But it's not for me. Okay. <laughs> so I mean it. I'd rather watch other things. I mean, if you have fond memories of this, it probably doesn't hold up as well as your memories do, so I would recommend watching something else. Okay. So what we talked about earlier, Dan, change, shift uh, your opinion at all, all my good points. Well, all your good points. One of them, I think. No, it it helped, but no. (laughs) It helped make it less tragic. (laughs) It it helped make it more of a harder decision. Okay, well, (laughs) I like that. Um, okay. So we have a nostalgic, a tragic, and you can, as you could probably tell from my reaction, I would rate uh, Adventures in Babysitting a classic. I, I really enjoyed really? this movie. And Katek was right. It is your favorite it's movie. It's not my favorite movie. <laughs> I enjoyed it way more than I thought. I, w- I had like, I literally had nostalgic expectations for it. And it we just, all did. We all did. And uh, to some, it met those expectations. For you, Paul, it did not. For me, it surpassed. And I, I mean, I just, except for that one scene I mentioned with the, I'm sorry. The blues. Ex- well, the blues scene and also where it slowed down a little bit at the tower. I, I was invested throughout. I, I really loved following Elizabeth Shue. Uh, his character is Chris. And it, yeah, it, enjoyable. I would let my kids watch it when they're a little older. I was taken back by the F words. I'm like, I don't remember F-words in this movie, but okay. Two bombs in a row. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so definitely when they're older, I would let them watch it. And I don't know if they would enjoy it or not. It's kind of odd not having like things like cell phones and modern amenities, but hey. It's a period piece. <sighs> I suppose. Um, 
with that, then, uh, the Retro Rewind podcast rates Adventures in Babysitting a draw. You'll just have to go with the host you like the most as to whether or not you think you might want to watch this movie or watch it again. All right. Uh, now let's move on to getting back to our own time for the new tube section. Alice, bring up new tubes, please. New tube systems engaged. All right. What is new on our tubes? Whether it's a new movie, a new comic book, a new regular book, a new uh, shoebox. Hey, some shoeboxes are cool. What is an old one. New on our tubes. Uh, and let's start with our guest, Patrick. So, um, the uh, just a quick plug for feeling film. We just yeah. reviewed West Side Story, nice movie musical. Uh, Tragic. It, it is uh, according <laughs> to our latest poll on Facebook. It's Tragic. my favorite movie musical. Tragic. Wow. Um, Tragic. And uh, Tragic. I'm gonna tie, if I'm going to tie it into <laughs> tie it into retro rewind, it's got a real nostalgic feel to it, but it's okay. like a classic feel to it as well. Hmm. So I picked up a book. Uh, this week, and I'm trying to see if I can find the copyright. It's obviously it wasn't. It was written back in 2011, mm-hmm. and it's called "Something's Coming, Something Good: West Side Story and the American Imagination." Mm. It's written by Misha Burson, and basically what she does is she goes through the musical. She's a she's a musical theater critic, uh-huh. and she talks about her history with with the musical growing up, seeing it on Broadway, the history of it progressing to a movie uh, to, to the Hollywood and then how it's sort of transcended and kind of how it's, per, you know, how it's grown mm-hmm. since it debuted back in the fifties. But she breaks down the song numbers um, in terms of how they connect with the overall themes of the musical. Mm-hmm. She, um, she talks about, and I've only just done just a quick overview of it. So I haven't gotten into the meat and potatoes of it yet, but she breaks down each song. She talks about the different characters and she just gives it a really great, thorough look uh, as a means to kind of, not really from a fanboy standpoint, mm-hmm. but from a sense of, this is what makes it really good. It's not just because I loved it growing up, but this is why it's such a strong piece of, of entertainment. And uh, it's, it's been really good. I've, I'm about like a chapter or two in, and I'm really, really enjoying it. Nice. And so yeah, uh, something's coming, something good, West Side Story and the American Imagination. Nice. I will do my best to remember most of that title. Uh, okay, and okay. and full disclosure, I've never seen West Side Story, so I don't oh, I don't know. How could you say it's tragic? Uh, it's yeah, I know that's I'm that's not fair. Um, <laughs> but I haven't finished Sound of Music either, so lay off. Well, uh, once they start running away from the Nazis, it gets boring. So I didn't even get to that point, but uh, anyway, uh, Paul, what's new on YouTube? Uh, recently, uh, I wanted to review the movie The Incredible Mr. Limpid on the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, but you hadn't seen it, Francisco, yeah. so I haven't seen it in decades, so I went out and I actually bought the Blu-ray. And Oh, cool. Um, I watched it. I was disappointed in the video transfer. The video oh, quality no. isn't as... Is, it looks... It's really grainy uh-huh. um, for the Blu-ray, and I watched it, and unfortunately, it does not hold up in my opinion. Oh. Like I because had of fond the mem- video quality, no, or? no, oh, just okay. the story, the movie overall. Oh, okay. I had much better memories of it, and 
it's kind of slow and it's kind of yeah it is ridiculous and it's a ridiculous premise and you know that going in Mm -hmm. some parts of it are laugh out loud funny but overall it's just you probably uh i would recommend leaving it in your memories if you've seen it before if you enjoyed it okay um and uh watch something else you haven't seen awesome thanks for that mini retro review paul yeah what's new on my tube is uh uh, not as retro as that, but me and uh, Christy, my wife, have been recently just rewatching through Friends just for fun. Oh, it's yeah. something we to put on the background. Like if we don't want to commit to like a new show, or and we only have like a half hour or what have you. There are half hour bites, which is nice. A lot of the new shows are longer. Yeah. So, but an interesting thing is um, we had I think the the we had the DVDs for, for a while, but we got rid of them a while back. Um, and they had extended cuts, and Netflix, which is how I'm watching Friends now, is the TV cut. So it's like, wait, oh, oh, wait, oh, this is a TV cut. That's why it's missing this one part that I remember. Oh, uh, um, okay. So it's just interesting. But it, it, it's still, I it, feel like it's... Is the Netflix version the uh, the widescreen cut version, or is it the oh, original cut? I, I want to say original cut. Where? No, I... You know what? I'm not trimmed, sure. I should say. I, I am honestly not sure because right. I I remember watching Star Trek Next Generation really recently. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is definitely four by three. But yeah. when I'm watching Friends, I don't recall that as pronounced. So maybe okay. it's not. Maybe they, they do use widescreen for it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's it's still a fun show. I still enjoy it. I don't I, I, I don't know if kids like kids nowadays, like when I watch it, would like it, but... No, they do. I, I'm surprised. Every, every, uh, I'm surprised who comes and knows what it is. Mm-hmm. So, and they get all the references, all the, the jokes and everything, and they love it. So, well, there you go. Uh, I do feel like it went a few two seasons too long, though. Just oh, yeah. real quick. Anyway, uh, so that was our new tube section. We have. West Side Story: A Tale of Two Cities and really coolness. No, that wasn't it at all. What was it, Patrick? <laughs> Something's coming. Something's something coming. good. West Some... Side Story and the American Imagination. Thank you. Sorry Mouth about full that. full of a title. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we had... That's uh, an awesome name for a book, by the way. Mouthful ca- of a title. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And then we had uh, the incredible Mr. Limpet as uh, Tragic from Paul. So actually, don't go watch that again. And for me, we had just the TV series Friends um, from the 90s and early aughts. Now let's get to our 1.21 Game Watts section. We're going to be playing the movie actor game, which as a refresher, uh, one of us will play three rounds. Uh, I'll start, but I'll, so I'll say uh, I'll name two movie actors. Excuse me. And you have to name the movie they're in. Then whoever gets that will uh, pair the last actor mentioned with another actor, and the other two have to guess that movie. And we just continue on like that until if some if one of us names two actors and the other two can't guess, that person will earn a point. If you guess uh, uh, a pair, and so let's say I, I guess, okay, those two were in the Apple Dumpling Gang, and then I can't think of someone else to pair with Don Knotts, then I lose a point. Make sense? Yes. Cool. Now, um, oh, go ahead. No cheating, right? No cheating, no IMDb's, no Google's, no internets, except for this hangout right now. 
for all getting right, these. We can use the hangout. Right. Um, it, when you start, we'll each take a turn starting. Uh, start with like a softball. So uh, easy. Pairing. Yeah, for me, uh, and just say your name. Actually, mm-hmm. never mind. Say just say the movie if you know yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, okay, Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd. Back to the Future. All right, go ahead, Paul. With Christopher Lloyd. Yes, with Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd and uh, Leonard Nimoy. Oh, uh, Star Trek Three. Yes. The search for Spock is that that yeah. one? Okay. Uh, the search for more Spock. Uh, Leonard Nimoy and Chris Pine. Star Trek. Star Trek. Oh, uh, go for it, Patrick. Patrick, yeah. Um, Chris Pine and Jeff Bridges. Ooh. Chris Pine and Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges and Chris Pine. I don't no, think it's any of the Star Treks. No. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Hell or High Water. Yep. There you wow, go. good job. Yeah. Um, Jeff Bridges and... I don't uh, think it was any of the Star Treks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Uh, Jeff Bridges, and um, just trying to think of a good one. I, I can think of some, but I'll go with John Goodman. Um, oh, the Big Lebowski. There you go. Oh yeah, John Goodman and uh, Billy Crystal. Hmm? Oh, oh, uh, Monsters Inc. Yes. Nice. Oh, we're doing uh, vo- you can do voiceovers. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And you can, if you, if we're stuck, we can ask for hints of, is it Amid and what decade did it come out in? Uh, just letting you know. Um, okay. Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan. It's not what about Bob. When Harry met Sally. Oh. Yes. Um, what about Bob? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It was stuck in my head, so I thought I'd sabotage you. <laughs> nice. Um, Meg Ryan and... Um, Matt Damon. Oh, Courage Under Fire. Yes. Matt Damon and Alan Rickman. Dogma. Alan, <laughs> Alan Rickman and uh, Ray Fiennes. Oh, uh, Harry Potter and the uh, 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 Goblet of Fire. No. Okay, fine. Uh, is that one? I don't know if he's in that one. If yeah. Ray Fiennes is in that one. Yeah. Half-Blood well, Prince, whatever. It. No, he's in the Goblet. <laughs> okay. Um, Just briefly. <laughs> Ray, uh, dang it, Ray Fiennes. Uh. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, Ray Harry Potter. No, no. <laughs> Ray Fines and Val Kilmer. Would that be pretty sure this is right? <laughs> no. No. Um is it Willow? No. Heat. No. <laughs> Just name all your Yeah. All your uh, uh, uh Top Gun. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no. The Saint. The, no, uh, I'm, I'm genius. I'm making sure <laughs> that I got this right. Uh, just if you so don't, I'm not, do you lose a point? I will lose. Okay, I do get this. I did get this right. I remember oh, this correctly. Okay. okay. You guys have not named any of them yet, <laughs> or you have not named it yet. 
And I, I am disappointed in you guys, really. Um, didn't he play the little guy in Willow, Ray Fiennes? No, that was Warwick <laughs> Davis. You really <laughs> want that to be or, War- yeah, Warwick Davis. <laughs> you guys can ask for hints, you know. All right. Okay. Is it animated? It is animated. What the? Is this... Um, no, it's not Quest Snap. for Camelot? No. We got the right studio, though. I, no, wait. Do you? I don't know. Fox? No. Is it, that, is it that space movie? Earth? No. No. Oh, Titan AE. You guys no, can just give up and give me that's the point. Me. That's fine, too. That's fine. Yeah, that's going on, too. <laughs> this I game is up. too long. Is it 3D animated or is it Anastasia? <laughs> no. From Gully? No. Are you guys give that's up? That's a good not? guess. <laughs> that is a good guess, but no. No. No, no, we're just shooting from the hip. Yeah. And missing completely. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give each of you one more guess. Okay. Is it 3D animated? No, it's not 3D. Well, maybe some parts are, but right. mainly and, not. And it's not Disney, and we have not named it. Is it Pixar? <laughs> Which no. is Disney. I'm not giving any other hints unless you want a decade. Um, who else is in it? What's the first letter of the first word? Okay, you guys, that's enough. All right. Um, it was the Prince of Egypt. Oh, of course. <laughs> oh. What a great movie. Yeah, indeed. Um, okay, so one point. That was not the same. Uh, that was DreamWorks that made that. that yeah, was. did I? Oh, what did, I'm sorry. Did I say the wrong one? Uh, the wrong they did not. They did not create Quest for Camelot. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Um, Patrick, how about you go next? Start okay. us off. Let's do Kevin Costner and James Earl Jones. Mm. Oh, no. Oh, Field of Dreams. Uh, I, there you go. I what, Paul? Oh. <laughs> was going to say that. <laughs> okay, uh, so James Earl Jones and um, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> oh, Lion King. Good luck Jonathan, with that, Paul. <laughs> John, Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Chevy Chase. What? Hmm. And I'm looking this up to make sure I'm right. <laughs> European vacation? No. Vacation? No. Fletch? No. I'm just naming I'm Chevy just, Chase movies. Yeah, and I'm trying to make sure that they're not in any other movie together. Than, oh, okay. Is it animated? It is not, but that's a good, <laughs> what, that's a good what guess. What decade is it from? In 90s. 90s, okay. Oh, um, Memoirs of an Invisible Man? No. Oh, okay. Home Improvement, the movie. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> not quite. Ah. Uh, what other Chevy Chase movies were there? Um, Three Amigos? <laughs> no. <laughs> Man, did you check that this is an actual oh. pairing? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I thought you were going to say it, Francisco, but you didn't. I, I don't know. I give up. I give up, too. When you said man, that's the first word. It's man of the house. It's a Disney movie from the nineties. Oh. Didn't do well. Chevy Chase is in that? Yeah. Oh, all right. I thought for some reason I thought I honestly thought um Tim Allen was in that. 
No, you're thinking Welcome to the Jungle. But is that with Jonathan Taylor or Jed? Is it with Jonathan Taylor Thomas? I thought it was another kid. It doesn't matter. Anyway, it is another kid. Okay, okay. Don't worry about looking it up, Paul. You Uh, you get a point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So now it's your turn to start. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, Will we have to go to a tiebreaker? No, 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 no. Tim Allen and Tom Hanks. Toy Story. There you go. Yes. Good job. Um, this could be anything coming up. Oh my gosh. Yeah, for real. Uh, let's do Tom Hanks and Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> what movie was that? No. <laughs> Tom Hanks and uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, what is it? What is it? What is it? Tom Hanks. Man, I'm stumped, so I'm about to... I win! <laughs> no, I'm sure he is trying to think of someone that would stump I, us. I know. Like, if I do Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan... Just yeah, yeah. You've got mail. I mean, just any of them. There's like five of them. But I was trying to think of uh, one. So... Um, At least it passes the ball. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll go with... I'll go with Tom Hanks and okay, I'm gonna have to. I'll just softball it. Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. So you got mail. You've got mail. Okay. All right, Meg Ryan again with Meg Ryan. <laughs> um, Meg. Oh, here we go. Meg Ryan and Rosie O'Donnell. Sleepless in Seattle. Yes. Rosie O'Donnell and Madonna. A league of their own. Oh, oh nice. Good job. Um, <laughs> I don't know a lot of stuff with Madonna in it. I can only um, think of two movies, but yeah, <laughs> me too. Truth Madonna. or dare? No. <laughs> um, Madonna and um, Madonna and oh, Madonna and uh, Warren Beatty, Dick Tracy. Yeah, I mean that's the only, I couldn't think of what she's in, in Vito with or whatever. Oh, Warren Antonio Banderas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Warren Beatty. Yeah, see I what I was afraid to bite because I did not want Warren, Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty and Mandy Patinka. <sighs> Criminal Minds. <laughs> um The Princess Bride 2? I only know Mandy Patinkin from Princess Bride and Criminal Minds. Um, <laughs> dang it. I don't want Paul to win. You, okay, is it animated, Paul? No. What decade is it from? 1990. 90. Who is it? Wait, Warren Beatty and... Oh, Love Affair? No. <sighs> Uh, I'm stumped. Uh, okay, I really hope this is a movie I've never seen and never heard of. Otherwise, I'm going to be really frustrated. Hold on. It's Mandy Patinkin. Yeah, you said that. I said I said Andy, but I meant Mandy Patinkin. I heard Wait, Mandy. Give up? 
Yeah, I give up. Do you, Patrick? I do. It's Dick Tracy. <laughs> I don't know if you can do that. He's the piano Paul. player. I don't know if that's okay. He's in the Why? same movie. Why not? Uh, it's just doesn't you didn't seem, say. It doesn't seem kosher. What do you mean? There's You know how many people are in that movie? <laughs> we could do that movie all night. Probably, yes. <laughs> all right, Paul. I begrudgingly give you the win for the movie game. Does right. this make two for you? I don't, I'm not keeping score. You are. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, Patrick and Paul, for playing 1.21 Game Watts, the movie actor game. Yes. Now, Alice, now that we've had some fun, we please bring up uh, some potential more fun with our feedback and announcements. Comsat online. No princess. Receiving incoming Can transmission. Mandy Patinkin was in Dick Tracy. Would you have guessed that, or did you not guess it because you thought we had just guessed it? No, I would not. I would not okay. have gotten that. I had no idea he played the piano. All right. Uh, so your conscience can be um, at ease, Paul. Thank you, soldier. <laughs> All right. We have a few announcements. Uh, first off are the final entries or the final, or the next five movies have been voted on by you, our listeners. And if you want to continue voting for the five that will follow after that, uh, go to retrorewindpodcast.com slash castervote. Uh, the next five movies we will be covering are Wayne's World, which I have never seen, so I will be in that boat. Uh, Jaws, Sneakers, Boy Who Could Fly, and City Slickers. Nice. Yeah, so that's a good five coming up. However... However, 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 um, we're but wait, there's more, but wait, we are not going to be starting that set of five until episode one Oh two. So Ooh. sorry. All of so you who are just episodes like, episodes are in between until it starts. Is, is that three? We have, uh, this is 97. So we have 98, 99 and 100 and 101. So four episodes, four episodes that you're going to have to wait. And it just, unfortunately, timing worked out that way. Um, we didn't want to have, we could have potentially done one of them, Wayne's World, and then waited a couple more episodes before doing the rest of the four. Uh, but we like to just, uh, keep them all together. So we're waiting, um, probably start that sequence in, uh, late November. Uh, so sorry, those of you who wanted to just were burning to listen to Wayne's World, but we have a oh, couple others Wayne. that hopefully you'll enjoy, and we'll tell you why why it's why we're delaying here in a second. Uh, but before that, we were running a contest on a contest on Instagram uh, for using the hashtag How I Retro, and uh, now we will select our winner live on the air. So I'm going to use a randomizer here. Uh, all the entries have been entered, and go. Do, 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 do. Oh, okay. Huh. All right. The winner is Eric Purcell. All right. Good job, Congratulations, Eric. Congratulations, Eric. Uh, I will be contacting you, Eric. Uh, in fact, probably before you even hear this, uh, asking you what movie you would like us to cover. You can pick any movie from our cast your vote list. 
or if there's an, a movie on there that you that if there's a movie you want us to cover that isn't on there, um, as long as Paul and I it meets our typical criteria of we've seen it as kids um, and we haven't seen it in a while, then that would probably be fine for us to do. The Care Bear movie. It could even be the Care Bear movie. Oh my gosh! Do I? I need to take a nap. Apparently, oh, the Care Bear movie. <laughs> That's our prediction, anyway. Now, uh, I'll, Paul, would you like to explain why we're taking a, a a break from the five movies for these next four episodes? Not even. <laughs> All right. Well, you get to listen to me a little bit longer, listener. Uh, for 98, we are doing a crossover episode with another podcast called Victim and Villains, and we are going to both be covering Free Willy. Incorrect, Francisco from the past. Uh, this is Francisco from the future letting you know that we worked out with the Victims and Villains podcast that we will actually be doing the movie X-Files Fight the Future, which was the first X-Files movie from the 90s. Uh, and... We are not going to be doing Free Willy. Unfortunately, Free Willy was deleted from our movie vote list, and I will be putting that back up uh, so you can vote on. But just to let you know, next movie we will be doing for episode 98 is X-Files Fight the Future. Disregard any further Free Willy talk. All right, back to Francisco from the past. Uh, So Paul and I are going to be on their show talking about it, and they're going to be on our show talking about it. And it just so happened that that was a movie that lined up well around the same time, and that's why it's happening uh, for the next episode. Then episode, so that'll be 98. Episode 99, um, because of the uh, sad passing of Gene Wilder uh, recently, we decided um, to go ahead and cover Young Frankenstein. So that's going to be what we're covering for episode 99. Then 100, our blockbuster 100 uh, pseudo three-year or four-year celebration. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe we're four years old. Um, it's going to be our episode not, uh, episode 100, and we have uh, some special stuff, some big announcements then, uh, and we're not going to say what movie or maybe game that is we're going to cover there, uh, but uh, tune in. Uh, we might reveal that in episode 99. Then 100. Eric is going to be picking it. Uh, so, or 101, Eric's going to be picking it. So that's why we have that block where it's not your picks except for, well, one. Um, but hopefully you'll still tune in and listen. Not tune in because this isn't a radio. Uh, but hopefully you'll download and listen and enjoy those regardless. Uh, but excited to get back to your picks. Really am. All right, so we got some uh, feedback uh, from several different places. Uh, first, we got a new iTunes review, which was awesome. Uh, so now we have 13 iTunes reviews. Love to get your review up there. 1,300 uh, iTunes no, reviews? No, awesome. not quite. 13, my lucky number. Oh. Though after this review, it may not be so lucky. So here's, here's what uh, Fit and Trim said. Nice. The title of the review is Good Podcast, and then in parentheses, in parentheses, just ignore Francisco on comedies. Here's, <laughs> here's what he had to say. Uh, really fun podcast with good interactions between the hosts, dot, dot, dot. Just one small problem. Host Francisco just doesn't understand comedy. Not Francisco has a specific taste in comedy, nor Francisco doesn't like comedies. He doesn't understand comedy. Uh, disparate classic comedies like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure have stood the test of time. 
Yet Francisco responds, I don't get it. E.B. White said, explaining a joke is like dissecting a frog. You understand it better, but the frog dies in the process. Yet I believe Jerry Seinfeld trying to explain to Francisco the humor of Abbott and Costello's Who's on First Routine would be educational to help us understand the host's robotic lack of a funny bone. All right. To that, I have to say, my dear Finn and Trim, we're not so unlike you and I. I have fingerprints. Humans have fingerprints. Oh, no. I have pores. Humans have pores. Okay, Data. If you prick me, do I not leak? Leak? Oh, well, um, thanks you. Oh well, how many stars did she leave, or he leave? I believe it's a he, and he is a, a host of another podcast. Uh, if I cross reference people correctly, uh, but he left us four stars. So okay. very much appreciate that feedback, Finn Trim. In my defense, we've already discussed Three Amigos. I read a classic. I feel like I get Three Amigos and comedies. I certainly do not get all comedies. I do have a taste for some comedies, though. But yeah, you're like in adventures in babysitting. Sure, I don't think everyone would rate that. I, I think there's like just comedies. Then maybe not. Though Major Pain, I think, is just a comedy, and I really enjoy that. So anyway, I'm not going to defend myself anymore. You are certainly entitled to have that opinion of my tastes, uh, fit and trim. But I'm going to move on now. And thank you for the review. Uh, then let's see. We got, uh, if you go to retrorewindpodcast.com slash contact, you can send us, uh, there's a form there to send us essentially an email. Uh, but Nicole Loftus sent a, said, I love your show. Can you do this as a request for me? And she listed several movies, including uh, both uh, Carrie's, the 70s and the 2013 version, uh, 78's Grease, uh, Ever After a Cinderella Story, Hook, Cry Baby, Romeo plus Juliet, which I believe is the Baz Luhrmann version, uh, yeah. Fam of the Leo. Opera 2004. Uh, and then she said, please and thank you sincerely, Nicole. Uh, so, Nicole, the the um, the ones that were made uh, earlier or that are newer than 15 or more years ago, like Fam of the Opera and the latest carry are off the table, unfortunately. Um, not retro enough. Not retro enough. Uh, maybe in a few years they will be. Uh, I have never seen Greece, so uh, it, oh, really? we can talk well, about maybe. the word. Have you I heard? thought bird have was the word. Bird is also the word, but at, at different moments, Greece is the word. Oh, okay. Uh, it's got move. It's got feeling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> I, I don't get it. Um, because <laughs> you haven't seen it. apparently okay. not. Uh, but yeah, I think I think Paul and I would like to do Hook. Uh, probably do Romeo and Juliet at some point. Uh, Ever after, I forget what year that came out, but I think that's old enough. Possibly, yeah, it is. I believe um, so. So, uh, so we, me and Paul, will talk about putting at least some of those on the list. So, thank you so much for those recommendations, Carrie. Uh, and yeah, definitely email us or tweet us or Facebook us if you have a movie that you'd like to have us put on the list. Uh, then from Facebook, uh, regarding uh, our last episode, Predator, uh, Cleva DeGrate said, awesome, exclamation point. Uh, so either you were glad we were going to do that episode or you really liked it, Cleva, but uh, thanks for that feedback. 
and uh, Michael Withers posted uh, how it a how it should have ended a video, which that's a YouTube uh, channel. If you're not Great familiar, web series, yeah, oh, yeah, and a web series, excuse me. Uh, for and he posted the one for Predator, and I was like, "Yes, that actually makes a lot of sense." So, uh, go seek that out if you're so inclined. Um, then from Twitter, uh, Diego, who's at a Latino lawyer, said, "I must have listened to at least five or six episodes of the Retro Rewind podcast before I realized Francisco asked his co-hosts and guests a trivial question, not a trivia question. Yes, I do say trivial." But good job catching that, uh, Diego. He is a lawyer. He would know. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> uh, then uh, he also said, um, he also wanted to point out, uh, this is Diego again, Christy needs to be a guest more often. Between Three Amigos and Monty Python episodes, I've filled up on laughs for the year. Nice. So I passed that on to her, Diego, and she really appreciated that. She felt very flattered by that compliment. So thank you. I'm going to second that as well. Oh. From the from the Three Amigos podcast, I was very, very impressed. So two thumbs up for her. Oh, man. You better watch out, Paul. We're oh, going to be out of a podcast job. Chris is going to take over. Um, I hear the fans cheering, yes, yes, let it be so. Um, but uh, anyway, moving on. <laughs> Uh, oh, and then all um, right, I ain't your papa. Uh, nice. And then uh, Diego uh, finishes with uh, some feedback about prayer. Uh, he said um, regarding uh, the last episode on prayer slash seventy six, takesy takesy takesy's controversy on the latest episode, uh, and it's yeah. now a unanimous classic because Paul was a good old flip flopper. That's right. The show hadn't ended. That's true. That's that's good point. It hadn't ended. Um, I can change my mind. In, in which case, in which case, this show has not ended yet, Paul. Are yeah. you sure you want to bump it all the way back up to classic? Likewise, you, <laughs> or know, you, can, bring, you can bring yours down. It's uh, not too late. Touche. Right. Oh my! Uh, so. If, and then uh, last bit of feedback we got comes from uh, Dennis, who's at Dennis Shoes 3000. He said, prayer is an absolute classic. I ain't got time to bleed. And he sent that before it got into the show. So apologize for that, for that Dennis, Dennis, but glad we were able to share it now. If you want to leave us feedback on this episode or any other, uh, the best places to that to do that are in the comment section or our social media channels, which uh, Paul will share here in a second um and speaking of which now before we get to nav point omega paul let us know what's going on all right next time as francisco mentioned we will be going back and freeing willie uh so stick around for that uh team up with another podcast the heroes and villains is that right victims and villains uh something like that you got to pay attention people come on all right and then uh (laughs) You can find us on theretrojunkies.com, listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and support us through Patreon and PayPal. You can also follow us on the social media like Twitter, Pinterest, and Instagram. Like our Instagram feed, like I just got one just now from The Bleed. Hi, Blythe. 
Uh, it says hashtag I've got the babysitting blues and hashtag Brenda's probably dead. So <laughs> you can probably guess what her favorite scene is on uh, Adventures of Babysitting. That's but awesome. we're also on Facebook. And if you want to find me specifically, you can go to pauljpowers.com where I have all my social media links. Awesome. Thank you, Paul. And thank you for being such an awesome friend. Uh, you've never had to babysit me, but I'm sure you're an awesome babysitter. Um, yeah, everyone and, needs a looking after. <laughs> an awesome co-host. So glad I get to do this show with you. Oh, maybe I might have my job after all. <laughs> if I have <laughs> anything to say about it. Um, and well, uh, oh, Likewise, what? sir. Oh, thank you. And I want to say a very special thank you to Patrick Hicks for coming on for the first time. Uh, so it was awesome having you, Patrick. Yeah, it was. That's great being here, guys. This is a lot of fun for me. Awesome. And uh, where can listeners find you online? And is there there anything you're feeling like promoting? (laughs) Well, if you guys are interested in uh, checking out a podcast that really hits the uh, the high notes of film and the emotional takeaways, you can check us out. We're um, feelinfilm.com, F-E-E-L-I-N, F-I-L-M.com, our podcast. Twitter handle is at Feelin' Film. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Feelin' Film. If you want to talk to me uh, directly, you can hit me up on Twitter at Shoeless Patch, S-H-O-E-L-E-S-S-P-A-T-C-H. Or if you want to get to know me a little bit better, you can check out my website, thisispatch.com. This is the patch. Uh, I can't even go any further. <laughs> Good. I was about to cut you guys off. Thanks for well, not no one's me. leaving until they sing the blues. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, but thank you again, Patrick. It's great having you. Yeah. Um, yeah, and check out uh, Phil and Film. It's a fun podcast. I enjoy it. Uh, let's see. Um, if you want to find me, Francisco on Twitter, I'm at FXRUIZX. And I want to promote my services as a web and graphic designer. Check out my portfolio at fxrdesign.com. Uh, thank you. So, and I want to thank you, the listener, the most for listening, for subscribing to this show, for supporting it, for sharing it with your friends. It, it's I, I've been saying it lately, but it's great having this community of other people that enjoy these old films and video games and just enjoy listening to me and Paul talk about it. It seems like, I mean, we're not big names or anything, but it's so awesome getting to share our memories, share your memories. I'm a big name. At least I like to think so. I have a bigger name than you, Paul. Oh, that's true. (laughs) So there, that's pretty big. (laughs) Um, But we appreciate every, every, Every time you listen to one of our episodes and we pray that they make you bring a smile to your day, especially if you're having a hard day. Uh, but like a Pokemon trainer, we got to catch you all later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind podcast. As I bring my soundboard back up. Retro Rewind. Mission complete. Proceed to Nat Point Omega and return to base. What was it you used to think she said, Paul? Nav point. Oh, man. Oh. Oh, wow. It's been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Banana, nana. I can't believe the Brady Bunch got away. Because yeah. I'm singing the blues now.
And that na- that ain't okay. <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to catch those kids because I'm going to get my henchmen off the side of the building is. What? Francisco's got a little, Francisco's got a little strong bad from Homestar Runner. <laughs> Checking the email. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. what now, does this guy say? That, that would have been a great villain to have in this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> strong bad. <laughs> I will take you out. I will take you out with this. <laughs> Steal my cars. My cars. <laughs>